I had an interaction with my uh, grandson the other day. He's a smart kid. Um, but I, I said to him, I said, uh, I gave um, a homeless guy, you know, standing by the side of the road where we were stopping at the stoplight. I gave him five bucks. And my grandson asked me why I did that. And I said, well, Archer, first of all, I think he probably needs it. Um, secondly, I'm of the mindset that the more I give, the more I get. So if I give somebody five dollars, it's every possibility that some way, somehow, that money's going to come back to me. He said, "That doesn't make any sense." So you know, in his five, eight-year-old, you know, ego mind. Yeah. And this is true of all of us. Yes, that's it's, right. It, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world. It's a uh, it's a world where, yes, um, you know, the, the, the more you, the, you, you're trying to accumulate as much as possible. Yeah. And, and um, uh, the, the ego mind can't process the notion that if you give love, you're going to get love. If you give peace, you're going to get peace. If you give money, you're going to get money. If you, you know, it's, uh, it's a different way of thinking, but I think yes. it's really the evolutionary way of thinking that all of us over time are going to get to as we go from being homo sapiens to homo spiritus, maybe spiritual beings, as opposed to just ego beings. Um, So, yeah, yeah. So he's, he could, yeah, he he began to see that maybe that was the case. Um, And I'm sure we'll have other conversations about that. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes, we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we're with Blair Aby. He is an author, poet, educator, YouTuber and Ordinary Mystic. He is the president of Energetic Wave Publishing, and his website is known as Higher Consciousness Meditation. Blair, could you please introduce yourself? Let people know just a little bit about you, please. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Um, as you indicated, um, I'm a, a author, a poet, um, I've been doing YouTubes now for eh, about 90 days or so and have about nine or 10 up um, and have written five books uh, that are available at Amazon Books. And the books really came out of my almost 50 years of yoga and meditation, um, but in particular, um, my author career, which I never anticipated which began about five years ago. 
and if you like, I'll kind of tell you the story about that because I think it's sort of an interesting sure. story. Okay. Yes, um, let's begin with that. Five, uh, six years ago, um, I was in the midst of my career as a business consultant. I worked for the North Carolina Small Business Development Center. I went to um, San Diego and took a large promotion to be assistant state director at the San Diego Center. Um, and they indicated that they needed help. Uh, I knew a lot about my profession. I was real good at it. Um, so, and I wanted to get back to California because my uh, kids and grandchildren both lived on the West Coast. So we decided to take that job um, and, and move to San Diego. Well, after about six months, actually after a few, as little as a few weeks, I could tell that things weren't going very well. But it was said that I had come to help with that. Well, it turned out uh, my boss was a psychopath. She was running the program into the ground. Um, she was abusing employees. Performance was terrible. Um, and the people who were supposed to oversee her had been sort of duped by her smoke and mirrors game for gosh, five or six years. But it began to be obvious that there were some problems. Um, after about six months, she started talking about uh, maybe it was this wasn't gonna work out between the two of us and, and she was gonna basically um, uh, use me as her scapegoat. Uh, and I said, no, that, that's not going to happen. Uh, and also, I, I just couldn't really stomach what was going on there, especially the abuse of employees. So I actually did a whistleblowing um, and uh, let the people above her know what was going on. And what ensued was a, a real hubbub, uh, as you can imagine, and an investigation, uh, at which time she got fired. Um, Unfortunately, and this happens really is more times than is fair, uh, as I've learned about whistleblowing, I got fired too. Uh, they said I was a troublemaker, that I had brought disrepute on the program, and that it was time for me to go. Well, that was devastating because I was my job. I mean, I really had a sizable ego about that. And for my 25 year career to end just like that was um, uh, was devastating. Part of my recovery, if you will, part of my therapy was to begin to journal. Um, and I would sit at night and just write and write about what was going on, the feelings I was having, the new, uh, I continued to try and pursue a job in the same field. Uh, and that wasn't going well because when I would get to the last uh, interview, they would have checked with my former employers. And of course, they weren't hearing good things from my former employer who had, who had, who had fired me. So in the process of, of doing the journaling that I did, after about 100,000 words, I began to realize I had something that had some real value and that could be turned into some uh, books. And so I began assembling the material into book form. Um, and that was really the beginning of my author career, which again, I really hadn't anticipated doing. And also interestingly enough, during that process, 
I began to get a sense of my higher self, if you will, soul, what as some people would use it uh, in that term. Uh, I began to get a sense of there being a part of me that was beginning to flow into the writing that I was doing. Uh, it began, I, I would sometimes sit at, at night and just do automatic writing in a way. And after doing that for an hour, go back and look at what I just wrote. And it didn't even, it wasn't, it really didn't sound like me, the personality me, you know, the human me, the ego me. It really was messaging, if you will, but really just, just uh, words coming through me onto the keyboard. Um, and <clears throat> it really began a, a relationship with my higher self, with my soul, with my higher consciousness um, that strengthens almost on a, on a daily basis, where I really get a sense of what some of the, um, some of the, you know, our great masters, our, our master teachers were talking about when they talked about spirit within or kingdom within or, or soul or higher consciousness. And really, that's what I've been writing about for the last six years now. That's a powerful subject, Blair. You know, you talk about Christ consciousness in yes. your... Uh, let's talk about that. What does that okay. mean to you? Okay. Well, to me, Christ consciousness... I grew up in the, in the Lutheran church and the Christian church, and mm -hmm. <clears throat> Jesus was a big part of that, of course. And it was Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Right. At one time, when I was little, I thought that was his last name. Um, but what, <laughs> I, what I've come to realize yeah. is that Christ is the, the word Christ is really a is a term of or, or an indication of a spiritual master. It's like calling Buddha Buddha. I mean, Gautama Buddha was one of the Buddhas. Jesus, in my way of thinking. Has, is one of the Christs of which there have been an, a number over history, uh, historical times, where people achieved a, le a level of higher consciousness. And I think that was really what Jesus was trying to say more than anything, was that we all have a kingdom within. We all have the ability to be Christ conscious and therefore to be Ed Christ or Blair Christ or Susie Christ um, with um, a, a, a illumination or elevation that comes with a number of spiritual practices, but in particular with meditation, which is one area of specialty that I have. So I think it's uh, a level of awareness or consciousness that virtually anybody uh, will achieve. In fact, all of us may achieve it at one point or another in some time in the future. Um, and it's a, it's really a level of higher consciousness. So, so what are you talking about mm -hmm. when you say sacred sense mindfulness practices? Um, as I've written about meditation, I've written about, um, uh, sit-down meditation, you know, what most people think of as sitting down or sitting down on a cushion or whatever and closing their eyes and going into a, uh, a state of calm uh, and having some sort of sit-down meditation practice. And then there's the whole other area 
of meditation, which is uh, mindfulness meditation. Um, mindfulness meditation tends to be a, a shorter version of sit-down meditation. It can be as little as just a few seconds, or it can be as much as a minute or so, um, at which point, typically, the process is to take a deep breath in on five, out on 10, in on three, out on six. It's, it's a you know breathing practice, which is really intended to just calm you down uh, and ultimately to have your mind um, sort of retreat and have and then just settling in, um, um, resting in spirit, um, abiding in a state of peace. So mindfulness typically is about a, it's a, a, a few seconds up to a minute or so, and it's just intended to kind of trigger off that yeah. higher consciousness state. Um, so mindfulness can be used as an addition to a sit-down meditation, which I do in the morning and I do in the evening, but I do the little um, uh, mindfulness meditations uh, during the day. And I've come up with a series of mindfulness meditations that I hadn't seen anybody, anybody else do. And one of them is what I call sacred senses. And one of my favorite sacred senses is sacred seeing. And here's how that goes as a mindfulness practice. Let's say you go to the grocery store and you take a second, you take a breath, squint your eyes a little bit, go into the grocery store, and it's possible to see people from a different perspective, from a sacred perspective. Done well, and it just takes a second, done well, you sort of you flip over into your higher consciousness seeing or higher consciousness mind, and you look out at the people that are in the grocery store with you, and you can kind of see their aura, if you will, or you can see their essence, or you notice that, that there's a higher consciousness about them, that they maybe glow a little bit. And in doing that, it, it sort of shifts your perception of them, but in the process, often there's a it's almost as if the grocery store lights up a little bit and people become a little kinder in the process. Um, so you can use that seeing uh, uh, practice, uh, mindfulness practice at any point with anybody. And it's certainly helpful if you do that with your spouse or significant other from time to time and see them not as just them as their personality, but them as their higher self, as their essence, as that person that you were attracted to to begin with. So I have a whole series of these mindfulness or sacred senses, which, you know, which include um, tasting uh, and smelling and, and eating. Um, uh, one of the um, practices that I started at a yoga institute that I went to was silently eating uh, with a group of people. 
And in the process of doing that, the, the, the um, instructions were, again, to take a deep breath, a couple of deep breaths, get into a nice, peaceful place, and eat from that peaceful place. And among other things, chew um, until the last bite or the last chew of a, of a bite before taking another bite um, or savoring an apple or, you know, that kind of attention or mindfulness approach to eating, tasting your food, uh, and even cooking. They, they, they uh, showed us how to kind of do that while cooking, the idea being to cook love into the food while you're That's doing right. it, uh, and yes. that that is a offering, if you will, to the people that, uh, uh, that you're serving uh, with um, uh, the, the food that you just cooked. So you're cooking good vibrations into it, if you will, as opposed to whatever your mind might be doing, uh, including any, uh, oh, I don't know, resentfulness that you might have about cooking and serving somebody. It's, it's really a, a, a different way of eating, of touching, of hearing, um, uh, and, and it even includes um, uh, mindfulness breathing, we would, what we were just talking about, uh, and, and perhaps even doing a, a, a healing process um, as a way of healing ourselves and healing others. So those are the sacred senses, uh, as I term them, as one of about ah, 25 uh, mindfulness practices that I developed. That's very unique and very mm -hmm. powerful, Blair. You know, that that senses, awareness, and yes. making it's all around you. And every yeah. time, like you stated, when you walk into a store, you can actually feel that energy. You can feel what the crowd is feeling if you are aware of what's going on. That's and right. sometimes you should pay attention to that. Do I want to put myself in that area at that time. Yeah. And this right. is a good point because yep. this is how we savor off the the disheartening feelings that our mind will put on our body just for being around it. That's right. So being aware is so important and learning to do it at that moment. Yes. That's the key and that's so hard to do. It is, you know, for me, the practice, key is, the, key, the key for me is just remembering. I mean, you know, once yes. you get the practice down, then it becomes remembering or even remembering to remember. Yes. To do those sorts of things. And you're you're absolutely right. Um, uh, to me, it's a way to really savor life. It's a it's a it's a it's a way to experience life in a way that's not just yes. you know zipping around and, and your mind's just going a thousand miles an hour chaos and, and, and chaos absolutely um it, yeah. it really becomes a way to i think have a higher quality life that is that's uh, right rewarding not only for you because there's a certain amount of healing that goes on with that but it's also right. rewarding for the people that you're around yeah, and well, that reverberates throughout the world. Uh, like you stated earlier in our conversation, if you throw a pebble out in the pond, it yeah. ripples out. And yeah. that's our actions. Everything we do, everything we say, you know, we we actually 
manifest things out of that. And once you put the mindfulness to it and you take the time to put yourself in check, that's really what it's about. It allows you to empathize much better with people. And then there's a lot less hostilities. Absolutely. Go ahead. Well, you know, it's, you can even take it to a, 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 another level. And, and if you believe, as, as I do, that we all create our, our own reality, and I think that's what you just said, is that by virtue of that's right. what you're putting out into the world, what happens that's is right. it, it comes back to you. So you put, you put right. out love, you get love back. You put out joy, you yeah. get joy back. You put out anger, you get anger back. That's right. You know, that pebble that we throw and the ripples go out while well, they hit a shoreline <laughs> and then they come back and then they come back That's and, right. and and then they're going to hit you so being aware of that and yes. a lot of people call that karma yes you know there's many terms people use but it's true and once you analyze yourself and put yourself in a mindful state and through those little meditation practices that you've been speaking about, I've learned that that is the key to happiness and understanding where you are inside. And that's identifying yourself. Who are you? And that's when we can change things. Exactly. So, and when you rise up into that consciousness, there's a whole different world. Yes. You know, that that is that is has characteristics of love and joy and peace and those sorts of things. Um, um, yes. That 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 whole the whole notion of um you know that the um that which you give off is what you get back. Yes. Uh, that, that that the world mirrors back to you whatever energy you're putting out to it. Um, so prosperity and and relationships and and uh, joyfulness and good work and all of that, you know, begins to. This is what I found out in my own life. The, you know, the 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 more. Uh, joyful I become, the more peaceful I become, the more things reflect back to me that are just that thing exactly. And, and uh, the more, of course. Um, uh, the, the more enlivening, you know, my life is. So it really puts it all in our, in our uh, uh, laps is our responsibility. What are we giving off? What are we saying? What are we doing? And, and, uh, um, uh, and, and the world reflects it. Yeah. So in short, when when we actually look at life with a respectful nature and a gratefulness, a gratitude nature. Yes. That really is when we start our journey, when we flip that switch and say, no, I'm grateful for what I have today. Yes. And I have so much, even though it's not a lot that I'm willing to give some of that away. And that that's so hard for people nowadays because we live in this chaotic world, this mindset where everybody is running for the biggest, the best, and you've got to be happy with nothing or else you won't be happy with the biggest and the best. And I think that's really, really that's 
I think that's really that's the gratitude. I had an interaction with my uh, grandson the other day. He's a smart kid. Um, but I, I said to him, I said, uh, I gave um, a homeless guy, you know, standing by the side of the road where we were stopping at the stoplight. I gave him five bucks. And my grandson asked me why I did that. And I said, well, Archer, first of all, I think he probably needs it. Um, secondly, I'm of the mindset that the more I give, the more I get. So if I give somebody $5, it's every possibility that some way, somehow, that money's going to come back to me. He said, that doesn't make any sense. So, you know, in his five, eight-year-old, you know, ego mind, yeah, and this is true of all of us. Yes, that's it, right. It, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. It's a... Uh, it's a world where, yes, um, you know, the, the, the more you, the, you you're trying to accumulate as much as possible. Yeah. And and um, uh, the, the ego mind can't process the notion that if you give love, you're going to get love. If you give peace, you're going to get peace. If you give money, you're going to get money. If you, you know, it's uh, it's a different way of thinking. But I think yes. it's really the evolutionary way of thinking that all of us over time are going to get to as we go from being homo sapiens to homo spiritus, maybe spiritual beings, as opposed to just ego beings. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He, so he, he's, he could, yeah, he, he began to see that maybe that was the case. Um, and I'm sure yeah. we'll have other conversations about that. I'm I'm hoping you do. You know, that's how we learn. So, you know, when when we start that path of giving, it was hard for me because I, I you work for what you get. Yeah, I, I'm not giving you anything. That's how I used to be. Yes. And now I, I kind of spot and I I'm attracted to the need. Yeah. See, and there's a difference yes. where I used to just give it out and there was no return. It was empty. There was a void there. Yes. There was nothing to enjoy about it. But when I actually started tuning in and finding out there are people that need it and that hand out is actually a hand up. And when you can determine the difference that's when your giving starts really showing fruits and it manifests good things. So that's yeah. part of that yeah. higher consciousness mm -hmm. that exactly. you talk about. Yeah. yeah it yeah, was absolutely. hard for me. What, what yeah. brought you to that realization of you need to give? Um, as I got deeper and deeper into my meditation practice, as I, began to write one of the one of the areas that I began to write a lot about was the whole notion of manifestation. And as I studied it, as I observed it, as I saw my own life developing as a result, you know, I could really see that gratitude was important because gratitude is a really a high level vibrational thing to do. And um to, 
you know, I, I started thinking the supply chain and for for the food that happened, you know, that I have in my house, everybody who contributed to that bowl of, of granola, you know, that I have in the morning from the farmer to the uh, uh, to the processor, to the truckers, to the grocery people. I mean, there's a whole supply chain that is literally putting my food on my table and I don't have to go out and hunt for it. And I, <laughs> I don't have to go out and 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 pick the grain and I don't have to process and I don't do all that stuff. It's it's a, a so I put out a little energy in the form of money and and it begins to come back. So as a as a result of that, um, I, actually at one uh, one evening the 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 thought and th this is how ideas come to me. They just sort of come in a moment and I've got. Um, three by five cards scattered around the house so that if I think of something, <laughs> if I have that thought, you know, cause you, I forget them if I don't write them down, I just scribble my uh, ideas yeah. down. So, the, and they end up, you know, in some post or in some book or some, something or other. Um, uh, the thought came, um, and it was related to the idea of, 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 of manifesting. It's, you know, as you give, so you'll, so shall you receive. Um, and I began to develop a little process that goes like this. Oh, and it was asking you, oh, I know that's what it was, is asking you shall receive. Now you may have heard that uh, phrase uh, somewhere at some time, but the whole idea is, you know, you, if you're asking for information, it'll come to you. If you ask for help, it'll come to you. If you ask for spiritual insight, it'll come to you. So the process that I develop is called the um, is is uh, a best possible outcomes process, and it's I ask for the best possible outcome related to finding a good parking place or the resources that I need, you know, to pay my rent this month or whatever it is that you're needing. Um, uh, and then to pause for a second, get a sense that spirit has moved or that your energy has gone out or so something happened that you just went into higher consciousness. And then thank you, spirit, for your participation in my life. Now that sounds real simple. Um, I ask for the best possible outcomes in my case right now to the hip replacement that I'm gonna have soon and then pause and thank you spirit for your participation in my life. I mean, it's, it, it sounds simple, but first is the ask, then is the articulation of it, but not too specific. In other words, I'm not saying that I want the best hip ever and that I'll end that little surgeon and blah, 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 blah. all I'm doing is doing a general acknowledgement of what's going on. And then I turn it over to spirit. My experience is that spirit has, and my higher consciousness has a much better notion of what I need than my specific request for $500 tomorrow or my specific request yeah. for you know, whatever, um, yeah. pause, get a sense that spirit's been released and then thanking gratitude, thanking spirit for its participation in my life and basically turn it over to that to do what it will. 
And the interesting thing is amazing things sometimes happen far beyond what I had in mind with that just simple best possible outcomes process. Yeah, that's powerful. So let's talk a little bit about the things that you offer people because you <laughs> offer people services and things to help them manifest these things into their lives. Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, first, I have, as I mentioned, five books uh, at Amazon Books uh, on the subject of meditation and mindfulness and manifestation. I've got some other books coming out. My, my next one is going to be on the subject of, uh, of healing and wellness. Um, my website, highcmeditation.com, is a place that you can go. And um, there's a lot there, including uh, posts, blog posts, uh, including sample chapters of my book. You can get a free copy of my first book, which is called The Amazing Benefits of Meditation. Um, I have a YouTube channel, which is called uh, um, Blair AB Higher Consciousness, and it's all the kind of material that we're talking about now. Um, uh, as well, uh, I just recently uh, decided to do a giveaway of a meditation bracelet, and this is something that your listeners can take advantage of. Um, basically, I'm giving it away uh, to people uh, who go to my higherconsciousness.com forward slash giveaway. And you can get this nice free meditation bracelet. And it's really in celebration of the new website or the new uh, website and uh, newsletter that I just launched. Um, so you can get this nice bracelet um, and as a, as a uh, gift to your, um, to your listeners. So uh, doing a number of different things that people can take advantage of to find out more about what I'm doing uh, and uh, taking advantage of some of the things that, that I've learned in my 45 years of meditation and, and uh, yoga practice. So Blair, what, what do you... What do you want out of all of this? What is your purpose and why why the giving and yes. why do you want to share all the knowledge and the wisdom that you have accumulated throughout your life? Yes. Well, I, I think it really boils down to wanting my world to be better yes. and sharing what I have as a way of contributing to that. It's, it's my um, uh, firm belief that, you know, as human beings, as ego-bound beings, um, there's a real limitation to who and what we are as a species. And you can see that limitation, um, that the, the boundaries of that limitation are, are being pretty obvious now as we get into climate change and, and as we get into uh, the limitations of our public discourse and the limitations of even social media and everybody expressing themselves and their anger and all of that. What I'm really looking for is to help people transform, transform into higher consciousness beings, five-dimensional beings, if you will, while still here on the planet. And I think that's really where we're going, where we're headed as a species, might not happen in my lifetime, 
might not happen in my grandchildren's lifetime, might not happen in my next lifetime. <laughs> but the long arc of history, I think, is toward growth and evolution. And that's what I'm about. Yeah, I tend to agree with that statement a lot. You know, there there is a better coming. You know, I think so. every I think everything, so. everything, it's like planting a seed. You have to plant the seed in good soil, nurture it, water it, watch it grow, prune it before it fruits. Yes. And that's what people are, you know, it's pretty evident to me that we've we've went through some pretty brutal times. Yeah. Now, I think the longevity of it is getting shorter, but yet we still have a lot of work to do in our evolution towards just a kind humanity towards each other. Yes, I myself I totally, I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't have to be right. You know, yes. I don't have to be right. I I don't want to be right all the time. I want to grow. Yes. And that's my purpose and my passion. And once we learn to educate ourselves through our own misunderstandings, challenging what we already know, that makes us a better, kinder person. And that empathy that I always like to think about. We don't know what people are going through. Don't make their day a worse day than what it might already be. Yes. When I started Dead America, the first, what, five episodes, I believe, was with homeless people. And uh -huh. the, the deep disregard for what America truly should be, you know, the beacon of hope for everybody. And there's room to grow here. And I hope we don't ever lose that. I, I respect everybody's view. And I think we need more empathy towards what we do in the world today. But so what you're doing is do you a have service for people. You know, it's it's. Um, Thank you. Um, I mean, th those are words that we all need to hear and our and our souls thirst for that you know our, that's right our, our that that part of us that is compassionate you know thirst yes. to just be reminded just to be reminded of who we really are as opposed to who it appears that we are by virtue yes. of our human ego big key Yes. Big key right there. That's power right there, Blair. You know, what what we are portrayed as sometimes is a fairy tale in a lot of ways. And it's not actually the truth. Dig in and find out. Educate yourself and find a purpose and a passion. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So, so. we need each other. Uh, and and we long for company and companionship. And that's how and we here grow. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that's we how we grow. Yeah, it's like absolutely. a good relationship, you know. It, it it has those rocky moments, those times of disharmony. But if you love each other and you really want it, it works itself out. And that's what our whole world is. It. it just is this big ball of everything and it's 
mixing so heavy at times it feels heavy but we need each other yeah it's almost as if we have to go through these days difficult times almost a devolution in a way uh, of at least a certain yeah. portion of the uh, uh, of the population in 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 consciousness in order to provide the energy to for a leap forward that's what i'm sort of uh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm holding in my consciousness. I, I think you're absolutely point on there. It, it really makes sense. And if you really tune in to that historical curve of events, you can see it, it'll work itself out. Do you have a call to action for our listeners, Blair? Call to action would be um, to, to go and get a, um, a free copy of my book on my website. And to, um, if you like, to get a free um, uh, meditation bracelet, um, higher consciousness, uh, excuse me, highcmeditation.com, H-I-C-meditation.com uh, for the website and H-I-C-meditation.com forward slash giveaway. And you can get a nice meditation bracelet uh, at no charge. I'll just pick up the shipping and handling. Good enough. And how is the best way that people can get a hold of you if they want to connect with you? Uh, probably the best way to do that would be to um, just, um, again, go, go to the website, sign up, uh, uh, subscribe uh, to my uh, blog posts, and I'm available uh, anytime people want to call, uh, contact me. And the email address and contact form is on the website? Yes. Good enough. All right, Blair, I can speak to you for hours about this I know, this, this is stuff. fun. <laughs> it, it is. It's a great conversation, and the topic needs to be heard more and more. I would like to invite you back on at some time and discuss other things. You're, you're a very fascinating person, and I respect what you're doing out there. Keep doing it. And I wish you all the best. Thank you for being part of the Dead America podcast. Thanks, Ed. So much fun. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon wherever you may be.